in your pursuit of a ministry position, are you getting interview after interview, but never really landing that new position? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So the big question is this, how do pastors like us who remain focused on the mission of Jesus and serving our communities without being distracted by everything in the world around us, how do we increase our effectiveness while living a lifestyle that doesn't compromise our health, our families, or our personal relationships with Jesus? That's the question this podcast is going to answer. I'm Dr. Brandon Party Cooper, and welcome to the Ministry Hackers Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this episode. I hope you're doing well. It is, what is today? Today is Tuesday. It's Tuesday, uh, Easter week, Easter's on the horizon, Good Friday services, worship services, uh, Easter egg hunts, lots of things going on this week. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're pacing yourself. I hope that you are uh, making sure that you are uh, building in some downtime in the process, that you are making sure that you build some time with Jesus and uh, just taking Easter in, not just doing, not just, uh, you know, executing services and executing tasks and all of that, but that you're actually taking in part of the week. You're preparing your sermons, you're spending time in your devotions. Um, you're just taking deep breaths. Uh, this is a busy week for all of us. And so, um, so I just want to make sure that you're taking care of you in the midst of all this, because, you know, ministry is, is, is a constant marathon that we really don't get a lot of breaks unless we build them in. And so if you, hopefully this week you're taking some time, taking a break, taking deep breath, taking care of you so that come Sunday, come the services that you are preaching or that you're serving in, uh, that you are ready, that you are full, that you have the energy you need, um, that you have all of Jesus that you need, that your grace and that your patience and all of those things are flowing out and that people genuinely feel the love of Christ as they come in contact with you uh, as they come to your services this weekend. And so um, so it's Tuesday, so you still have plenty of time to build in some rest along the way. Um, even though your task list may feel like it's endless, it's always endless. I mean, let's be honest. We never really get it all done. So um, you do your best, but you take care of you in the process. So, so I hope you're doing well. I hope you're, uh, again, uh, ready for this weekend and taking care of you in the process. Now, some of us are, we would love to have uh, Easter services to worry about. We would love to be, you know, working hard and getting ready for uh, the Easter weekend and preparing and all that. We would love to have uh, that on our plate. But unfortunately, some of us, uh, we don't have a church or a ministry that we're serving in. Um, some of us are in transition. Uh, as we've come out of 2020, we've entered into this major pastoral shift that's happening across the country. We have a lot of pastors who are um, who are stepping out, who are retiring. We have a lot of pastors who um, are currently looking for positions. Um, there's, you know, there's there's more positions than there are uh, pastors, but. Uh, there are a lot of pastors, uh, and you may be one of them, who are looking for open ministry positions, and you've put your resume out there, and you've you you've you've got to the step of doing an interview. Some of you have even done a second interview, and some of you have even gotten to the point where you are uh, doing a site visit. Maybe you're preaching on a Sunday, you're meeting with the board or whoever it is uh, that's making those decisions, and for whatever reason you're not getting the position. And maybe you've been, um, I don't like using the word rejected, but maybe you've, uh, you know, you've not received the position uh, a couple times, maybe you're on your third or fourth time and you're, you're feeling down and you're feeling, you're feeling frustrated. You may even be feeling like you, uh, maybe you've missed it. You know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you missed your calling. Maybe God is not 
really calling you into ministry, or maybe he's closing that door for you. Uh, you, you know, this, this season when we're in, there's lots of doubts and lots of frustrations and uh, a lot of things that <clears throat> come into play internally for us as we go through this process. And, um, and so I just want to encourage you today and give you just a handful of steps uh, to make sure that you are handling those moments properly and that you uh, keep moving forward until you get into that ministry position. And so, so the first thing that I want to give us today, and the first thing I want to encourage you, when you have gotten the interview, maybe you've done the site visit, but you've received that call, uh, or you've received that, um, you know, that email, or you know, I, I remember uh, applying for positions, and I, I would always get a letter. Um, I would get a letter. Thank you, you know. Pastor Brandon for uh, applying to this position. Um, at this point, we've decided to go in a different direction. Um, I thought that was always an interesting phrase, going in a different direction. Um, but whatever, however medium it's come to you, whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, or whether it's a, a letter in the mail, um, the first thing I want to I encourage you to do is to be gracious in the moment. Be gracious in the moment. And what I mean by that is, especially if you're getting the phone call, um, you're getting a phone call. There's somebody else on the other line and they're informing you of their decision to not hire you. What I want to encourage you to do is be gracious to them. Oftentimes they may just be the messenger. Um, they may not be the, the person or the group of people that are making the decision. They're just letting you know. Um, and in that moment, there's, a, a, you know, for you, it depends on how you process it. Some of you, there's sadness. Some of the, some of you, there's rejection and doubt, Others of you just get angry, um, you know, you get frustrated and you feel this need to maybe lash out or maybe feel like you need to make some underhanded comment or some passive aggressive uh, dig at whoever it is you're talking to. Don't do any of those things. Be gracious. Remember, you are a ministry professional. Uh, and, and even though you may not be getting this position, you don't want to compromise who you are, your character, your integrity, or any of that just because of the, the emotion you feel in that moment. And so be gracious to whoever, whoever it is. And that goes for if you're receiving an email or, or a piece of mail, um, do the same. Be gracious. Again, sometimes we feel this, I don't know, we feel this need or this want to shoot off some, you know, some smart aleck email back. And, you know, say something like, well, I didn't want this job anyway, or whatever. Don't do any of those things. Uh, even in the email, if you feel like you need to write it, and it's therapeutic, write it, open up Word or whatever your word processor program is, open that up, write it, and then delete it. Um, don't, don't do it in your email server because then you might actually send it. Um, but if you feel the need to write it out for therapy reasons, do that, but delete it before anybody else in the world sees it. Um, because... It, you, you're not going to help yourself out. You're not going to benefit your cause of finding a position. And you're certainly not going to do any good for those people. In fact, you may just validate their decision to not hire you by letting the ugly come out. And so, so, so be gracious. The second thing is, is evaluate feedback. Now, unfortunately, a lot of times, when, uh, at least from my experience and, and those that I've talked to who have been rejected, when getting ministry positions, we don't always get feedback, which is, can be frustrating. Uh, usually it's, you know, we've decided to go in a different, different direction, but no real explanation as to why. And so if you are able um, to get feedback, if they graciously give that to you, or if, um, if you are brave enough to ask for it and they give it, 
um, you know, evaluate that feedback. You know, they may be way off base. Um, they may have, you know, no idea, you know, maybe they just read you wrong. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe you had an off day and they're, uh, you know, they're assigning character traits to you that, you know, aren't a part of who you are. Um, and so in those instances, you just kind of, you know, you just shrug it off and say, okay, thank you. But sometimes you get valuable feedback. Maybe, you know, maybe if you came in and you preached, you know, to the congregation and there was a stylistic thing, or maybe, you know, maybe they didn't feel like you studied well enough or whatever, take the feedback in, evaluate it. What is it good feedback? Is it something you can grow off, you know, use to grow off into the next um, interview or the next, uh, you know, next time that you come into a church and preach or whatever the case is, but evaluate the feedback. If it's good feedback, use it, um, implement it, you know, develop it, whatever you need to do so that you can do a better job the next time and hopefully land the next position uh, that you interview for. So, so evaluate the feedback that you get and, and, and don't just dismiss it. Um, the third thing is, is feel all the feels. There are a ton of emotions that are going to come when you get that, you know, that call that you didn't receive the position. Feel all the feels, feel them all. Um, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, you know, whether it's sadness, whether whatever it is, let all those feelings come in. Don't pretend like they're not there. Don't try and be uh, impervious to emotion. Don't do any of those things. Let the feels come, but then move on. Don't dwell there. Don't spend all day there. Uh, you know, don't spend the next week, you know, letting those emotions overrun you. Give it yourself, you know, a day. <clears throat> to process through it, to think about it, to feel it, all those things, but then get up and move on. Um, because you, you know, if, if you allow your emotions to lock you in, then you won't get another position. You won't get the next thing. You won't move on. You, you will stop the search. And so, you know, let the feelings come in, let them, you know, let them wash over you, but then let them wash away. Because your emotions can easily catch you, hold you, and keep you if you allow them to. And part of that is get around other people who are encouraging, whether it's your spouse, whether it's other, you know, pastors and ministry leaders that you know, whether it's just family members and friends that, you know, can encourage you and love you and, and, and lift you up and keep you going and, and keep you moving forward. Um, so feel all the feels. Don't pretend like they're not there. Um, you know, don't, don't you know, pretend like you don't care. Or, oh, I didn't really want that position anyway. You know, don't do those things. Don't talk yourself out of the emotions. Let the emotions come, let them, you know, feel them, but then afterwards just move on because, uh, you know, you can't let your feelings trap you and you can't let them keep you from moving forward, uh, to what God has for you. And said, and so, so feel all the feels and then move on. Hey, Ministry Hackers, let me pause this podcast for a second to tell you about this powerful tool I created for pastors and ministry leaders just like you who are serious about building an effective discipleship experience. As you know, bringing people into services week after week have shown to be an ineffective discipleship model. Many of us are returning to the drawing board to figure out how we get back to our roots of discipleship in the modern context that we find ourselves in. That's why I created the Design Engaging Discipleship Blueprint. When you purchase the blueprint today, you're going to get the framework and the one sheet that's going to walk you step by step through building a discipleship experience people will be begging to be a part of. The best part is you can have it up and running within just 30 days. The blueprint is going to show you how to 
structure your experience for maximum spiritual growth. It's going to help you with all the tech setup that you need, and it's going to lead you through the process of creating the structure of your experience. My goal is to partner with you in the battle against biblical illiteracy and endeavor to grow disciples to advance the kingdom of God. So for this reason, the blueprint is yours today for only $7. That's right, just $7. I've also thrown in a few bonuses that I'm not gonna go into uh, right now, but you can check out on the website at engagingchurchblueprint.com slash design discipleship. You can also find it in the show notes and the description of today's podcast. Check out the website, get the framework and all the bonuses for just $7. All right, let's get you back to this episode of the Ministry Hackers podcast. The next thing is, is remember your calling. And this kind of goes with feeling all the feels. Because if you are called, genuinely called by God to serve in full-time ministry, then don't let the feelings wash that away. You know, I remember when I got called. I remember, you know, the moment that I felt, you know, really clearly what God had called me to do. And there have been lots of times along the journey where I really struggled. You know, I, I remember when I, um, you know, I had planned, you know, I went to Bible college and, and got a youth ministry degree and I'd been in youth ministries and, you know, I went out on my first youth ministry position and I remember uh, being terrible at it. And I remember not having any idea what to do next. And that was when God just reminded me, you're called, you're called. I called you and I'm going to equip you and I'm going to empower you. So you just have to keep moving forward in my calling. And the same goes for you. If you, you know, if you maybe had, you know, churches uh, tell you, you know, we've gone a different direction. We're not looking to hire you right now or whatever the case is, you know, that can make you question your calling a little bit. And maybe, maybe there's, there's always that possibility that God is moving you in a different direction and you need to spend time with him, get on your knees, get in your prayer closet and really seek his face. Maybe. But then there's also, there's also the reality that, you know, you're, maybe you're applying to the wrong types of positions, the wrong churches, the wrong ministries. Maybe you, you know, maybe, you know, there's something in the interview process or, you know, whatever. There's a million reasons why you may not be getting the positions you're looking for. And it may have nothing to do with you too. It may be, have everything to do with the churches. Maybe budgetarily they can't, I don't even know if that's word, budgetarily. Maybe their budget can't handle uh, hiring you. You know, maybe they, you know, maybe you're too high a caliber uh, of a pastor or ministry leader for them to bring you on. Or or maybe, you know, you're, they, they, you know, have decided to go in a different direction. Or quite honestly, maybe they're interviewing somebody else who's just more qualified and and has more experience and whatever else and has nothing to do with you don't have enough. It just means that they have just a little bit more. The point is, is that you can't let all of these circumstances, situations cause you to question your calling. If you feel like you're called by God to be in ministry, to serve full time, to serve people in a, in a pastor or ministry leader position, don't allow that to go away. Don't allow the circumstances to steal what God has given you. Hold on to that. Believe in it. Trust in it. And know, know, not just think, not just feel, but know that God has called you and that he will see you through this difficult time. 
And I know, I know that the challenges, they mount up, you know, you have bills to pay, you have your family to take care of, you know, you have a million things that, you know, you need to land this position or a position so that you can do all the things you need to do, all your responsibilities. But God knows that he understands. And sometimes in these desert places and sometimes in these difficult times and sometimes in these moments where we just don't feel like things are working out for us. It can cause us to doubt, causes that us doubt God and doubt our calling. And those are the three things we have to believe in more than anything in these moments. We have to believe in ourselves. If we don't believe in ourselves, no one's going to hire us because we don't believe in ourselves. So why should they believe in us? We can't doubt God because why would we? God is faithful and God sees us through and he's seen us to this point. He's seen you to here. And so why would he abandon you now? Why would he, you know, why would he turn his back on you and leave you? So trust in him, trust in yourself and trust in your calling. God gave that to you. And unless he's telling you that season is done and I'm closing the door, unless he's doing that, you need to dig in, you need to lean forward, you need to press on whatever you want to say, but you need to hold on to that calling until he tells you otherwise. And so don't doubt your calling. Remember it. Remember your calling. And then the last thing is just get back on the horse. That's all you can do really. You, you, you can either sit and, and, and sit in your emotions and let those trap you, trap you. You can leave the ministry and go find a secular job somewhere else doing something else. Or you just stay in there and keep applying and keep interviewing and keep having the conversations and keep making connections. And if you feel like you're called to full-time ministry, then that's the only real option you have is to get back on the horse and move on, move on to the next one, send out more resumes, schedule more interviews, whatever you need to do, connect with more people. That's maybe the one thing that I would encourage is if you're not connecting with people outside of asking for jobs, if you're not connecting with other pastors and ministry leaders, do that. Uh, because a lot of times the best ministry positions are gone before most of us find out about it because it's all about connections and networking. And so reach out, reach out to, you know, pastors in your area, maybe in your state or your district, whatever you're in. Um, but reach out and connect, get back on the horse and start working your way into a new position. Start praying, spending time with God, do all of those things, whatever, um, whatever you can do, do that and then trust God for the rest. But the, the thing you can't do is just sit back and give up and, and, and fall by the wayside. One of the things, one of the reasons why I started Ministry Hackers is because I believe we have too many great men and women who are called to ministry, called to be pastors, who just aren't doing it because it's, it's overwhelming. It's o- overrun their lives. Uh, they don't have a good work-life balance. They're struggling with depression. Ministry has become too complicated. There's lots of reasons. But I think that there are a lot of pastors and ministry leaders out there, lots of men and women who should be in full-time ministry, but aren't. And one of the goals that I have is to help pastors and ministry leaders not give up, to not give in, to not fall by the wayside, to not go in different directions, but to stay true to the calling that God has given them. And these moments right here, when you're interviewing and getting uh, rejections, when you are going through that cycle, it's easy to start looking for something else and go a different direction and leave the ministry entirely. And I'm encouraging you and maybe borderline begging you, stay in there. If you feel called to ministry, don't give up on that. 
follow through, keep moving, keep pushing, keep drawing in and find people to help you in the process. That's one of the things that I love doing. I love helping, uh, you know, pastors and ministry leaders work their resume, prepare for uh, interviews, get all those things ready so that when they actually come into those moments, then they're ready to go. And they're the, they're their best selves presented forward. And even then sometimes they don't get hired simply because of a million circumstances that are outside their control. So don't let those cause you to stay down, get back up on the horse, keep pressing forward, keep reaching out, keep interviewing, keep sending your resume out because God will open up the right door and he will close the wrong doors. Trust in him, trust in yourself, trust in your call. All right. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next episode.